It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to 1170 SEN. Daniel Garb filling in for Jimmy Smith on Afternoons with thanks to SBS Fence. Great to have your company. Make sure you keep... Your text coming through for the most underappreciated sports person in Australia, 0457 736 736. The open line is 1300 01 1170. This one from Jeremy is a good nomination. No one more underappreciated than the great Mick Doohan, especially after his accident. He rejigged his bike setup to work around his injuries, and he still won five titles. Well played, Jeremy. Those of us who grew up in the 90s watching sport loved the Mick Doohan v. Wayne Rainey v. Wayne Gardner battles in the 500cc. It was uh, must-watch viewing. This is a very big story in Australian sport right now. Uh, Jerome Luai and the proposed move to the West Tigers. A three-time premiership player at Penrith, of course, 26 years of age, in his prime. Uh, Zach Bailey's been following this story from Channel 9. He's been good enough to join us. He was out there at Penrith on Saturday when it all started to come to the boils, Zach. Hello to you, mate. Um, it's uh, a big one that's bubbling away in rugby league circles. Yeah, Daniel, uh, firstly, thanks for having me. It's great to chat uh, on Monday. Uh, we have a huge yarn, arguably the biggest off uh, contract star in the NRL leading into next year. Of course, he's still signed with Penrith for 2024, but so many clubs are after his signature because of those reasons you mentioned. A three-time premiership winner. Of course, he led Samoa to a World Cup final last year and he's played for the Blues New South Wales in Origin Series as well. The big question was even his current coach had questioned his ability to run a team. Well, it looks like the West Tigers and Benji Marshall believe he can because of that monster five-year, $6 million deal that he's essentially agreed upon. He said on Saturday that he's yet to put pen to paper, but that's all set to happen in the next uh, day or so, or may may have already happened discreetly. Mm. But in terms of Saturday... Uh, yeah, it was one of those days we got a tip off early that it, it could potentially happen that he was going to sign with the Tigers on Saturday. So we headed out to Penrith and uh, I guess one of those really rare moments capturing a player telling his teammates uh, that he's leaving. And, and not only that, Garby, look, he's played with this club since he was a, a teenager, 14, 15, alongside Nathan Cleary and, and all these guys. And when it comes to success... Uh, They've just gone hand in hand. Four straight grand finals, three premierships. So it would have been a big moment for him uh, to tell his teammates. He told Ivan Cleary, the coach, earlier in the morning. And he just couldn't help himself, Jerome Luai, when he drove past our cameras saying, "Uh, do you want a coffee? I'll buy you a cappuccino. (laughs) Um, Most players would have their windows up and uh, not go anywhere near the media. But that's typical Jerome. He doesn't mind the spotlight and all the talk around him. But 
yeah, set to be one of the highest paid players in the game when he joins uh, the West Tigers or set to join the West Tigers and Benji Marshall in 2025. $6 million over five years is the reported fee. He can buy you more than a cappuccino, Zach, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> when do you expect this all to be ratified and, and confirmed? Well, as I said, it could all happen very quickly, but the NRL has almost gone back to an old rule, which was the 10-day cooling-off period, yep. uh, which is controversial because um, almost a decade ago, Daly Cherry Evans, you know, one of the most talked-about contract backflips ever was when he signed with the Gold Coast Titans and then Manly thought, you know what, we can't lose Kieran Foran and Daly Cherry Evans. We've got to hold on to him. And they, got, they signed him then on a lifetime deal. And while it was massive for Manly, it was a huge blow to the Gold Coast Titans who had announced it and thought they'd had this player that was a Maroons player, an Australian player, and their captain in waiting. Instead, he's gone on to play his career with Manly and will no doubt finish his career or looks that way with Manly. So now moving forward is that Jerome Luai, once he signs, he can go, you know, the Bulldogs might enter the race and, well, that even even harder and actually table him an offer that might be, you know, five years, 6.5. I don't know how much money they've got. Uh, the Penrith could come back into the conversation, which is an interesting one. Yeah. I, I don't see it happening, though, but that is the interesting point moving forward. It doesn't matter if it's Jerome Luai or any of these other big-name players that are going to come off contract. Uh, one club baseball team, you know, supporter base will celebrate this great signature, and then they'll sit there for 10 days potentially with their fingers crossed, hoping mm. they don't backflip on the deal. So um, great intrigue, but I don't know if it is the right way to go for... Um, for the fans of the game. It certainly creates more theatre, though, and the NRL won't mind that. Penrith fans have nothing to complain about. We all know that for a long period of time. Three premierships means you've got so much credit in the bank, you'll be smiling for a while. But, but will there be some concerns in the minds of their fans that this is the start of this legendary team just starting to break away a little bit? Now the money's starting to come for big stars who are coming off contract, who have had all the success that they could have ever dreamed about, and now maybe it starts breaking apart a touch. Yeah, it's a good point. But uh, the one thing I will say is their ability to overcome the loss of big-name players over the last couple of years and continue to be successful in terms of three-straight premiership has just been admirable and I guess the envy of other teams in the league. They lost Matt Burton, who went to the Bulldogs in the big money offer two years ago. Last year... They lost Viliami Kikau and Arpi Korosau, who are both internationals yep. or state of origin players and in key positions as well. But they've just got this production line, and this is what's in Penrith's favour, a production line that continues to produce uh, players uh, that come through and just fill the hole. And it's almost that next man up mentality. A lot of clubs wish they had it. A lot of clubs think they have it. But when it comes to reality, they don't. And there's always, I guess, a weakness in their team. With Penrith... They just seem to not only um, produce these these guns that are coming through a, a really, really good junior system out there, but they also attract players like a Scott Sorensen, whose career was at a crossroads a few years ago. He was bound for the UK Super League, and now he's a back-to-back premiership winner. Like it's, they, they, And they attract those players probably more so on the cheap compared to a, a desperate club like the West Tigers that are paying massive you know, massive money for a big player like Jerome Luai. So I don't think it's panic stations at all for the Panthers. Jerome Luai, yes, a huge name. They've still got him next year. Who knows? They might win four straight. (laughs) And as you said, they don't have much to complain about as it is. Yeah. What about West though? So fans might be thinking, all right, this is some hope for us. We haven't got him signed, sealed and delivered just yet. And there's this 10-day period that could 
uh, potentially hurt us. But is this a sign that we can lift ourselves off the canvas? Um, is it a move that could potentially generate some optimism for Wests? Yeah, 100%. Not only is Jerome Luai a great player um, on field, but he's a great character. He polarises uh, fan bases, that's for sure. But I think the West Tigers will fall in love with him. And the other thing, Jerome Luai going to the West Tigers makes them an attractive option for other players to follow suit. And that's the power of it. I think Benji Marshall knows that. Benji Marshall was one of Jerome Luai's heroes. So I, I don't know if West Tigers get uh, the signature of Jerome Luai if it wasn't for the rookie coach in Benji Marshall, who has just this aura about him where, um, you know, whether he speaks to the media, whether he's, uh, I think, you know, reality TV, uh, The Apprentice or whatever he did, like he he did deals with people that you just wouldn't even know that he had their (laughs) contacts with. Like Benji Marshall is one of the most likable people in the game, a huge test, don't get me wrong, in his rookie year of coaching in 2024. But, um, definitely signs of optimism for the West Tigers. Jerome Luai, I think they'll fall in love with him. Um, and as I said, the pulling power for other play- players to want to go to the club now um, is definitely enhanced. Speaking to Zach Bailey from Channel 9, another big talking point is Adam Fanua Blake. So he wants to return to Sydney after the 2024 season, the Warriors prop. And it seems like a call between the Dragons and the Sharks after the Bulldogs and the Tigers recently pulled out of the race for the star forward. He's weighing up... Uh, a reported offer of $4.5 million over four years from the Dragons. Where do you think it's going to go for Fanua Blake? Well, firstly, I think front rowers of yesteryear, Garby, will be thinking, wash a prop <laughs> worth that kind of money. But it just shows their importance in, in the game right now. And I guess he had one of the all-time years, or his best uh, year in the NRL with the Warriors this year as they went all the way through deep into the finals. I think um, it will land with the Dragons. He's played with them in their junior ranks before. Shane Flanagan, the coach, has said over the last couple of days that he expects an answer by Christmas, which is only a week away. So they want it settled as soon as possible. It it is big money for a prop. Uh, The one thing is he's only 28. He's still, I'd say, in his prime. Uh, If he was about 31, 32, I'd say no way would you be paying that kind of money for him. The, the, the one thing that might, might not sit well with Warriors fans in this scenario is the fact that another club can come in. So the Warriors have allowed him on compassionate grounds to walk out on their contract early and then his manager goes to market and Adam Fanua Blake is a big winner here because he then gets more money. It's almost, my view is, if, you've, if, you're, if you're leaving your contract early and the club has given you permission to do that, um, if you're breaking that contract, I think that he's just got to pick the best club for him on that same money. I don't think he sh- his manager should be allowed to go out there and you know get another three or four hundred grand a year on top of the deal he's already on. But that's another discussion point altogether. And I don't I don't see it changing anytime soon. Interesting. Uh, speaking of discussion points, Las Vegas is a very big one in the NRL. Um, I hope for your sake, Zach, you get to go along at the start of next season when the competition begins uh, in Sin City for competition points. Where's it at, do you think, in the minds of NRL fans, this move? Um, what sort of feeling are they getting in America from it? Um, and, and how are fans resonating with what is a way out of left field move by uh, Peter Vlandi's Andrew Abdo and his team. Well, firstly, if I can take my reporter hat off and <laughs> speak as just a footy fan, uh, I love the move because I'm going uh, over to Vegas as a fan for once, which is nice. uh, great news for me. I'm going over with um, a group of 20 of us. 
So it's oh, going to be uh, good fun. And um, but just you know, speaking to the NRL initially, like the, the day the tickets or in the first couple of days the tickets went on sale, there were twenty thousand Aussies that snapped them up across the four clubs. So that was you know that was straight away. Obviously, there's interest in that point. They do expect a fair few more to between now and then as we get closer or you know even since then there have been other fans get on board and and um get over there and support their teams the, the big one as you said though it's, it's a left left field move doesn't surprise me under peter valandis he's mm. he's one of those administrators that just wants to throw caution the wind he wants to get out there he wants to try new things the big thing with this is it's a big money uh, exercise um but the NRL are confident that it will pay off in terms of they want to basically win over a betting market in or get get uh, some their foothold on a betting market in the US so that Americans can start betting on rugby league and then that's yeah. a, a money a huge money windfall for the NRL. Um, in terms of uh, the fan reception, I spoke to Danny Widler, our uh, chief reporter, who was over there all last week. He said there's there's a huge buzz um, at the actual events where they are, um, but how widespread. Um, that'll go, and, and, and you know how many tentacles they get off that launch mm. in a week in, in Vegas um, remains to be seen. But uh, their partnership uh, with the UFC, which was announced last week, can only be positive. The fact that they were at um, NHL games, they were at a couple of NFL games as well, um, is only positive signs right now. And as I said, you know it's one of those things. I'm all for the NRL uh, getting over there and doing their best and trying new things, but there's a lot of pressure on the NRL for this to work and make sure that they do make money out of it so that it's not an exercise that they regret in the future. It's going to be such an interesting watch. And what about the grand final? It feels like we have this discussion every single year, but the location isn't locked in yet. I'm sure it will end up in, in New South Wales once more, but we know Peter Vlandes is more than happy to put pressure on governments mm. when it comes to stadium rebuilds. Yeah. And if you want to get the grand final, you have to come to the party. He's been warring with the government, the New South Wales government, for a little while over this. And where's that at right now? Well, he loves a little bit of a Barney, old mm. Peter Valandis <laughs> with the government, doesn't he? And, you know, the thing is, um, the, 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 he knows. He, he's a smart operator. The, the attention uh, in the media for the NRL and all this talk is only a, a positive thing. Um, I, I'm with you. I can't see the grand final, despite, you know, the, the NRL could could get millions and millions of dollars by taking it, whether it's interstate to Queensland or overseas. I don't see the the grand final anytime soon not being played in Sydney. Yeah. I think it's all just part of, again, the, the, that word, the theatre, um, a, bigger, a bit of tug and war, power battle, I guess, but whether it's Belandis saying, you know, look at us, the poor NRL, you're not looking after us, you're not looking after our fans with stadiums and whatnot. Um, and then the government saying, hang on, hang on a minute, you know, there's more important things like roads and hospitals and schools and all those bigger issues in the game, uh, in, in the world uh, that they have to look after. But, Garby, I don't see I don't see an NRL grand final outside of Sydney anytime soon. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Just one quick one before I let you go, mate. We're talking most underappreciated Australian sports people in the wake of Nathan Lyons' 500th wicket yesterday. Have you got a rugby league nomination for us? Well, there's a player named Tom Trebojevic that gets all the intention. I know Jake's played rep footy as well, but I feel sorry for Jake sometimes. He okay. does all the dirty work in the middle and he's, his brother scores all the tries and gets all the highlights <laughs> and whatnot and all the accolades. So, Jakey Trebojevic. Love it, mate. Zach Bailey from Channel 9, thanks so much for updating us on all the big talking points in rugby league, most notably Jerome Luai and that likely move to West Tigers for $6 million over five years from Penrith at the end of next season. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Gabby.
Zach Bailey there from Channel 9. Looking forward to uh, your insights on that as well. One through on the text line. Hallelujah, 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 like a tiger. A West fan celebrating the uh, Jerome Luai move already. Don't get ahead of yourself. Hasn't been confirmed yet. There's still the 10-day period for other clubs, most notably Penrith, of course, to try and match the deal and sway a Jerome Luai's mind. But it looks like being confirmed sometime soon. That is for sure. Get on the text line 0457 736 736 or the open line 1300 01 1170 with anything you want to talk about in Australian sport or world sport. But we're taking nominations for the most underappreciated Australian sportsperson in wake of Nathan Lyons' 500th. Plenty more coming up after the break.